0: Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Here are the words of our Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliest of his servant. Surely He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made with our ancestors to Abraham and to, the, and to his descendants forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. So as we are all aware, this is 100% the busiest and most stressful season of the year. It seems like right after celebrating Thanksgiving and being thankful for all that we have um, and all that we love, we find ourselves in this fight or flight mode, trying to make sure that everything is perfect for the celebration of Christmas. What I've come to realize over the years is that Christmas is a bit more enjoyable when you're a kid. It's harder to get in the Christmas spirit as an adult, at least for me, that is. But what always helps me get in the Christmas mood is listening to Christmas music, which should only be played after Thanksgiving. My nephews have introduced me to something called trap Christmas music, something that we listen to basically every day, but I warn you, it's not something meant for everyone. Recently, though, I was um, in Walmart doing some shopping with what it seemed like to be the rest of all of humanity jam-packed in the store, and this Christmas song came on the radio, and it was called Christmas Means Love. After doing some research of the song, I found out that the song was written in 1965 and performed by the Soul Stirrers, an American gospel group. And as the song played, I reflected on the lyrics that were expressed. It was the 12th month of the 25th day. A little child was born. Yes, would brighten up our days. And I'm so glad that he came to show us what true love is. Now I know Christmas means love. Christmas means love and joy to your neighbor. Christmas means love and help, and to help the disabled. And oh, there are so many definitions as to what Christmas means. But to me, Christmas means love. God sent us a gift of love all those years ago, and as we reflect on that gift it continues throughout the ages. Jesus' birth had been prophesied for centuries prior to him coming to the world. One reason many devoted and religious people missed out on the arrival of that first Christmas day is because he came wrapped in a way that they least expected. Many were waiting for a Messiah that would come with all the symbols of power and glory. Instead, the Messiah came wrapped in swaddling clothing, strips of cloth, just tattered, really. Instead of a grand palace, the Messiah came into the world through a stable used for feeding. Instead of a mighty warrior, the Messiah came as a baby needing to be fed And changed. And as Mary recalled in our scripture this morning, the Messiah was born from the womb of the lowliest servant, Mary herself. We first hear about Mary in Matthew's Gospel, but we get a little more detail in the Gospel of Luke. God sends an angel to Gabriel to visit Mary, a virgin, pledged to be with Joseph. In those days, in Jewish uh, community, a pledge to be married was a very public contract that the couple was already considered husband and wife, and after a period of engagement, the bridegroom would come and get his bride, take her home, and they would live happily together. Mary and Joseph had very different plans about their future, but God had another plan for them instead. Gabriel approached Mary, and said, greetings, you are favored highly. The Lord is with you. Mary naturally was a little apprehensive at the appearance of an angel, but Gabriel comforts her by saying, Mary, don't be afraid, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary, surprised and troubled at the first um, visit, now she just asks some obvious questions at hand. How can this be since I am a virgin, Mary asks. And then Gabriel explains that the Holy Spirit will come to her and she will be overshadowed by God and the Holy One will be born born of her and be called the Son of God. To further add credibility to his announcement, Gabriel mentions her cousin Elizabeth, who was old and barren, yet she still was six months pregnant, showing that nothing is impossible with God. All of her apprehensiveness was apparently gone, for she simply said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be within me as you have said. God's messenger stated that God's plan in Mary, uh, God's, God's messenger stated God's plans, and Mary, with one quick clarifying question, accepted God's will for her. And then as found in our scripture reading, Mary praised the Lord with joy. Because of his special favor on her, she would be called blessed by all the future generations of believers. Mary, just a normal person, to be called blessed by all generations, That was something to be celebrated. Then she further praised God as the mighty one who had used his limitless power to do great things for her. Her praise expanded to include all who would benefit from the great act of God in making her the Messiah's mother. Generations to follow, looking to God with faith, would benefit from this divine mercy which was about to be sent through her in spite of all of their sin and guilt. Mary's faith saw something much more that day. That day, the story of God's mercy, Mary felt was now reaching its triumphant fulfillment. She saw this as Uh, already accomplishment being made. What God had promised to Abraham and his descendants, God was bringing about in and through her with the son being born. In carrying out his purpose of grace, God turns all of humans' ideas of greatness upside down. It's not the proud or the mighty rulers that are great, but it's the humble. It's not the rich, but the hungry. Here, everything comes from God and nothing comes from humankind. It is all about God's mercy. It's all about God's grace. And so intertwined with that mercy and grace is God's love for us all. The God's Of many ancient religions are perceived as cold and distant, detached with only passing interest in the matters of this world. It is unthinkable that these deities would want to become entangled with our lives, much less with our humanity. And yet this is one thing that makes the God of Israel so very different than those other gods. God not only had interest in our world and our lives, but God took it upon God's self to become like us, to take on human flesh. What does it mean that God became like us? We know that God understands what we go through every day of our lives. God made this trip before God came to share in the very chaos that we endure daily. God has wept like we weep. God has hungered like we hunger. He's seen death take uh, lives of loved ones. He saw how disease devastated people. God knew weariness and pain and suffering. God knew what injustice was all about. Because Jesus, God incarnate, had gone through so much pain, God identifies with us fully. This is why he is called Emmanuel, God with us. So what does it mean that God became like us? When God promised to wipe away all of our tears, it's not without understanding of the hurt that they caused, because Jesus lived them too. God came to our world to show us how to live, to show us a better way of life. Despite our hardship and despite our humanity and all the ways we sometimes become a little too self-centered, God sends us the gift of life. And often, God sends it in a way that we least expected, like in this video.
1: Ma'am, how are you doing today? You ready for Christmas? A lot of people ignore the homeless. But folks rushing past Moses Elder may regret their haste. Yeah, I'm blowing it. Because this week, all all people had had to do was pay him some attention. Ladies! And he would pay them back in Benjamin's. So there's $100 for you? You can imagine the shock. $100 for you. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's what Christmas is all about. Moses' mission was financed by Secret Santa. Merry Christmas to you, sweetie. The same anonymous, wealthy businessman who every year goes around the country handing out $100 bills to random strangers. what to do with this? But this holiday season, in addition to his normal giving, he came here to Phoenix. Morning. Good morning. And recruited this most unlikely homeless elf. I want to enlist you to help me. Can we do that? (laughs) Yes. All right. So, so here's what we're (laughs) going to do. One. He gave Moses about three thousand dollars, with the instruction to give it away to whoever he saw fit. I think this will be a, a joyful experience for him. You know, it's a myth that you know the homeless just take. From my experience, the people with the least give the most of what they have. We saw that too.
0: Uh, hey, come here for a minute, come
1: here. Danny McCoy put change in the cup, even though he has seven kids, and until this moment. there's $100 for you, sir,
0: for showing your can
1: heart. Had no idea how he was going to buy Christmas presents. I'm
0: eternally grateful for, for what he did. You are looking for a job
1: and that's the kind of relief moses brought to so many here you have that for me most of those he blessed were strangers who just happened by god bless you but not all we love you don't you ever forget that he gave this guy from church four hundred dollars he gave this homeless mother of five five hundred dollars and remember people appreciate you with your caring giving heart that you take care of your kids the way you do thank you okay of course In the end, Secret Santa also gave Moses some money to keep for himself.
0: This here is a new beginning for me.
1: But he says that reward pales to the joy he received from helping others. Today we changed a lot of people's lives. But I believe my life was changed the most. God bless us both. He says even when you're homeless, it feels so much better to give than receive.
0: Y'all don't know. I'm happier than y'all.
1: You know, kindness is a bridge between all people. (laughs) And so if you're ever down and you want to lift yourself up, go do something kind for somebody. Maybe that'll help you. It'll make you feel like way more than a hundred bucks. There you go. Thank you. That's okay. Steve Hartman. That's okay. On the road uh, <laughs> in Phoenix. Yes, that's okay.
0: Moses in this video, like Mary, knew that he did not deserve all the attention that God had given him. Both Mary and Moses recognized the Lord had been mindful of the lowliest of servants, the most unlikely people, and God allowed the Spirit to produce fruit so that we and others might know the gift of love this season. It was the 12th month of the 25th day. A little child was born, yes, would brighten up our days. And I'm so glad that he came to show us what true love is. Now I know Christmas means love. Christmas means love and joy to your neighbor. Christmas means love and to help the disabled. And oh, there's so many definitions as to what Christmas means. But to me, Christmas